Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinny Wiley. This week, the Oceania Champions League heads towards a decider. The South Pacific AFL team makes some history and the Fiji Sevens team begins planning for next year. But first, a spot on the Four Nations Rugby League tournament is on the line this Saturday as Fiji and Samoa renew their rivalry in the second annual Pacific Test. The two teams last met at the World Cup in November where the Bati prevailed 22-4 in the quarterfinals. Fiji coach Rick Stones included 13 World Cup reps in his 19-strong squad and says it's good to have continuity. We've been building for a while with the Fiji Rugby League and we, I think what we did in the World Cup excited the boys about coming back and, and playing for Fiji again. Uh, obviously we've got a few injuries and a few boys unavailable but, um, and it stretched our depth a bit. But we're really excited to have the, the bulk of those players back together and excited for the other boys who didn't go to the World Cup coming in and, and obviously feeling a little bit of the Fiji love. Some of those bigger names that aren't on the list, the likes of Aquila, Uate and Sisa Wonga, etc., Wes Nangama, is what are the reasons? Are they injury-related or are they just unavailable? Or All injury-related. You know, we've got Jason Bakuya. The only one that probably is fit, who's not playing for us, is um, Tarek Sims, who's playing for New South Wales Country. So it just goes to show that the boys are fairly committed to the course of Fiji. You know, what they did in the World Cup, I think they're really proud of and I think, you know, there's another good opportunity to promote the game in Fiji and around the world with Fiji if you get to a four-nation situation at the end of the year. And uh, this is uh, Fiji's first experience of the Pacific Test and, and its new sort of form, obviously, now an annual thing. Uh, I mean, obviously a very big deal for the sport uh, in the islands and uh, there was a lot of success last year with the Tonga-Samoa game and must be quite exciting to be a part of that. Yeah, it is. And obviously with a, with a bit of a carrot of the Four Nations, it's probably even more important for the development of the game in the country. But um, yeah, oh, I think the game last year was a good spectacle. I think everyone enjoyed it. I think, you know, got some good ratings on TV as well. So it's not quite the same as an NRL game, but um, plenty of passion and something a little bit different to what you get week to week in the NRL. Off the back of the match against Samoa at the World Cup last year in the quarterfinal, uh, you guys will be going into this one, most people tipping you guys as the favourites. Is that a tag that you guys are comfortable with? Yeah, well, I'm not quite sure. Obviously, there's been a few changes to teams, both teams, you know, from the World Cup quarterfinal. Until we finalise our teams, I suppose, I won't exactly know, you know what the story is. But both countries, obviously, are going to be really passionate about playing for their country. And obviously, like I've said before, there's a bit up for grabs, so... That adds a little bit of spice to it as well. In between World Cups, it's always a bit of an interesting time for some of the Pacific countries in terms of availability. And you've touched on Tarek Sims there, who's uh, you know trying his bit there to get into the Blues team. And over with Samoa, we've got Anthony Milford that looks like he's uh, you know uh, on on the road to Queensland. Um, did, did that provide any challenges for you in trying to convince some players to be a part of this game? You let the players make their own decisions. But um, look, the older and the younger players have an opportunity, I think, to play for Fiji. Players in their prime, like Tarek, and possibly even Aku, might be a little bit different. But um, at, at the moment, you know, most of the boys who sort of played for me in the World Cup put their hand up again. And, um, 
you know, the eligibility situation is is a tight one in a two-year window, so that you haven't got much opportunity to change. So hopefully we can still see some of those players we spoke about play with us if, if we're lucky enough to get through and play at the end of the year. And uh, looking at the Samoan team, as you know, obviously familiar with them from the World Cup last year, there's, you know, I think seven or eight people that were a part of that squad that are backing up for this specific test. What are you anticipating on uh, from them this weekend? Yeah, look, they're a big, powerful team. You know, uh, last time we played them in the World Cup, we defended really well, and I think that's something you've got to do, particularly in the middle. You know, um, you know, it's, it's an area that you've got to concentrate on every game, but uh, particularly against a powerful, you know, Pacific Island teams, so you, you've got to make sure you muscle up in the middle and do a job there. But look, kicking game and execution and discipline and composure and all those things come into play. Um, you know, both countries are probably not. Um, well known for some of those particular traits so they're the sort of things you'll be working on during the week. Obviously the bulk of your team are connected with NRL signs you do have a couple uh, that are based in Fiji though, how important is it just to have that link though back back to Fiji and have those guys involved? Oh it's very important, yeah absolutely we, we've, we've picked two, two players that have been playing with um, local clubs in Fiji so yeah, they, they, they get their opportunity to mix it with a week of um, NRL players and we try and make sure we put on an NRL style of a program and they'll enjoy it and they'll get plenty of experience out of it and go away, um, hopefully the better footy players for it. And uh, having played Australia a couple of times at the World Cup last year, uh, you've already touched on the, the carrot there of the Four Nations. Uh, what would that mean for Fijian Rugby League to, to get to play in that tournament at the end of the year? Yeah, I think anything that gives the country some exposure like that is, is a great thing. Uh, obviously, it's a, a fairly significant jump in class, you know, playing those three sort of top nations. Look, first things first, if we can do as well as we did in the World Cup and keep our heads on and, and, and play well and give ourselves a chance, that's the main thing we want to do this weekend is um, make sure we don't beat ourselves and be in a position that if, if Samara are good enough to beat us, well, fair enough. That's the way it needs to be. Meanwhile, Rick Stone's counterpart for Samoa, Matt Parrish, has only been able to call on seven players from his World Cup lineup, with a hefty list of UK-based players unavailable for selection. One of the new faces is former Kiwis utility Kristen Inu. The 27-year-old will start at centre and says playing for Samoa is the fulfilment of a long-held dream. Always in my heart, I've always felt I, I needed to have a shot at playing for Samoa and my opportunity came and I put my hand up straight away. Uh, now, I know in between World Cup periods, players are allowed one election change. Did you have to make an election change to do this? Uh, I'm not too sure. I, I don't know what the rules are with this, so I've got no idea. You just know that it was all right to be a part of this team and, and yeah, who you are. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And uh, obviously with your heritage, what does it mean to be able to pull on the uh, toe jumper this weekend? Yeah, I know it means a lot to myself and my family, especially my parents being brought up in full someone. So um, I know they're proud and, and happy with my decision and I know the family is also. What is it like to be in a, a camp like this with the Samoan boys? feels like home, really. All the, all the boys having pretty much like any other island Samoan family. Is, there's always... More than 10-plus boys around the, the family house, so it's pretty much like home. The winning team will get to be a part of the Four Nations at the end of the year, which is obviously a, a massive incentive and a huge opportunity for whoever gets that. Uh, how much is that on the players and the team's mind? Yeah, it's definitely. Like, that That probably helped me want to wanna play somewhere even more, knowing that it, it's a big thing for the country and, and, and the the sporting world of, of rugby league. If uh, someone was to play in the Four Nations, then that's something I, I wanted to be a part of. And, and with the, the bunch of boys we got, we've, we've got the chance to do that. So see how we go. 
And I think there's only six or seven people that were a part of the Toa squad from last year's World Cup because a lot of them are based in the UK and obviously the likes of yourself and, and Dominic Peru was, of course, with uh, the, the Cook Islands last year. So there's a lot of new faces. Um, does that provide a challenge in such a short space of time this week to, to get the team gelling? No, I think I think that's what the whole purpose of camp is. And uh, at the moment, we everyone just walked in the, the room not knowing each other and it's everyone's pretty much close already. It didn't take long and... That's the good thing about Pacific Islanders. They're, they're very welcome and op- open arms to, to meeting new people and and it's uh, good to be a part of. That's the Toa Samoa Rugby League Centre, Krishnan Inu. And Macaulay FC and Auckland City are on course to meet in a repeat of the 2011 Oceania Champions League football final following impressive victories at the weekend. Emiliano Tade scored twice to help the defending O-League winners Auckland City to a 3-0 semi-final first league victory at home against Tahitian club Pirae, with the return league in Papaete on Saturday. Meanwhile, Vanuatu's Amakale FC came from behind to win 2-1 away to Fijian champions Mba. Mba led 1-0 at half-time thanks to a goal from Avanesh Suwami, but second-half strikes in the space of a minute from Vanuatu international Dominique Fred and the substitute Kenzie Tangus gave coach Nathan Hall's side two valuable away goals heading into Saturday's match in Port Vila. The tie is probably uh, slightly in our favour, getting the two away goals in Fiji. In saying that, like I told my players uh, yesterday, the job's not done yet. Uh, It's still a very long way from being done. They're a dangerous team. They have a lot of pace and penetration up front. And uh, if we drop our guard for one moment, you know, they're they're a team that can, uh, can find a way to punish us. So we need to concentrate and we need to work uh, ever so hard to make sure that we get the job done come this weekend. It's going to be a hard game. You know, they've uh, got nothing to lose. I'm sure they're going to be fighting tooth and nail to try and find a way back in this tie. And, yeah, we just got to got to put on a good professional display and uh, make sure that we uh, improve uh, in terms of our possession. I thought at some, some points of the second half uh, we... Gave the ball away a little bit too easily, um, especially after sorry scoring that second goal. Yeah, we just probably could have controlled the game a little bit better. But uh, that's something we need to work on. I think in front of our home supporters, it'll definitely give us the edge come this weekend. Can we expect an attacking mindset? Obviously, you've got the advantage there. You've got the away goals in the bag. Uh, some teams uh, might be uh, willing to be a little bit cautious and try and uh, maintain that lead. Are you going to try and go out there fast and maybe grab a, another goal to really, you know, put them on the back foot? I think I think an early goal, um, as you touched on, will uh, could possibly blow this tie right open. Um, in saying that, a, an early goal for them could do the same thing, give them a lot of confidence and belief um, that they can come back into this game. Uh, you know, that's that's the plan. We uh, will attack. Uh, that's the, the only way that we know. Yes, defensively, uh, we're a very solid unit but um, at the same time we're in front of our home fans and we don't want to disappoint them so we want to from minute one put on a good show this weekend and and score a few goals Uh, in saying that there'll be a lot of determination and fight uh, amongst all the players so we're going to work ever so hard defensively as well when we when we don't have the ball so we've got to be solid you know solid from minute one is probably the right word and um, do the basic things right don't make any mistakes um, because I know that you know we're, we're a team that's always going to get chances. We're we're very good in transition. You know we've got a lot of pace and power up front, 
and uh, you know we can punish teams on the counter. So we'll be organised. We'll be hard to break down, but um, at the same time, you know, uh, we're going to have a real crack this weekend and and try and get a few early goals. And as I said, that uh, that'll definitely blow the blow the tie right open. That's the Emma Carlett football coach Nathan Hall. The South Pacific achieved their first victory over the New Zealand AFL team en route to a drawn two-match series in Wellington at the weekend. The South Pacific won the first game at Westpac Stadium on Anzac Day in the curtain raiser to the AFL Premiership match between St Kilda and Brisbane, before the Hawks bounced back two days later in Lower Hutt to share the spoils. The visiting side featured players from New Zealand, Fiji, Tonga and Solomon Islands. New Zealand assistant coach Andrew Congleton took charge of the Pacific team for the week and says the historic victory was a sign of big progress over the past 12 months. Yeah, it was great for the young guys, uh, first of all, to have the opportunity to play in front of a good crowd and on a big big stadium. Um, it was really good to see the contrast in styles. The South Pacific team, we tried to keep it fast-flowing and uh, a bit helter-skelter, and that definitely mixed it up a lot. Uh, the boys really enjoyed it, and they were stoked with the win. Having, having a team where you've got that mix of, obviously, the New Zealand players, but also those guys from the South Pacific, how, how does that work in terms of trying to gel that together for a game plan and, and sort of things? Uh, the language barrier is a little bit tricky, but um, we had a, a fair amount of time together as a team, and uh, all the Kiwi boys really welcomed the visitors, and the style of play it just comes naturally to the boys from the islands. Um, they were able to link well off our players and they showed some really good skill. It's uh, promising if all the rest of their players from their countries individually are as talented as they are, they'll go really well in the International Cup come August. And uh, obviously uh, this concept here in Wellington, the AFL game and, and these matches around it and, and various other things still has a minimum of one year to go, I guess, as you hope to try and build on this thing. is. In the future, are there any prospects of maybe more South Pacific players being involved in that team, or or is this sort of the best way it works at the moment? Uh, It's always a challenge in terms of funding and getting visas and the organisation from the individual islands to get boys available and and down here for it. Um, But as much as possible for the development of the game through the Pacific, um, the more, more players from the Pacific that get a chance to play in a game where there's a decent amount of structure against good opposition, it's only going to be better for them. So uh, hopefully for the sake of footy in South Pacific, um, it definitely continues for at least a couple more years. Comparing last year to this year, is there any notable differences from what you've seen? Well, it was great for us because we got a chance to see more of the Kiwi-based players. Some of the young guys really stuck their hand up. And this time around, there was a little bit more experience and structure for the South Pacific boys to be able to build that running game around. Um, They were able to match a lot of the Kiwi boys from the stoppages and the general work around the ground. It wasn't quite as not not undisciplined, but um, they knew where to run at the right times, and that's helping a bit more. And uh, today, obviously, on the losing uh, side, uh, to level the series or tie the series at one all, but... uh, they, they kept in there. Were you, were you still satisfied with the performance that your players put out there? Yep, we said to them uh, we had to have a really big third quarter to have a chance of staying in the game, and uh, they definitely delivered that. We were just lacking some experience on the ground today. We had four guys 
drop out, unfortunately. One of them, uh, big man Chris from Fiji, uh, one of our ruckmen, he injured his neck. And that did make a difference for us, losing key players. Um, and the young guys just seemed to run out of legs a little bit in that last quarter and slipped away. And of course this is a big year for AFL, especially in the international scene with the International Cup coming up uh, in Australia later this year. And So a lot of these Hawks players from New Zealand and of course these South Pacific guys as well you know, are eyeing up being a part of that, so it's you know an exciting time. Yeah, it is. We'll be taking away probably 28 players um, for the International Cup come August. And I'd expect uh, all the boys that played here from the South Pacific teams to be there again in August. Uh, and it'd be really great to catch up with them. I'm sure the Kiwi boys will look forward to seeing them again, cheering them on. And um, we typically find that all the island nations tend to support each other well at the International Cup. And... Um, yeah, looking forward to it. It should be a really good event. Andrew Congleton. The World 7 Series wraps up over the next fortnight with tournaments in Glasgow and London to complete the season. Fiji coach Ben Ryan accepts his side's title hopes are over, with New Zealand and South Africa well in front in the standings. But he still believes large strides have been made during his first season in charge. The Fiji team have experienced the highs of winning cup titles in Dubai and Tokyo, as well as the disappointment of failing to get out of their group in Las Vegas. Ahead of this weekend's Glasgow tournament, Ryan believes signs of progress are beginning to show. From a planning point of view, I'm, I'm, I'm looking very, very much to next year, but no, as far as um, everything else is concerned, we're just focused on, on Glasgow and then, and then we'll be on London. And uh, Yeah, you're right, you know, the, the series title is definitely gone and that probably went when we went into the bowl in Vegas and uh, in the circumstances that we did. Now we only lost a single game in the Hong Kong and Japanese legs the last two tournaments in the series and um, you know, we'd like to continue that form, cement third place and take out at least one of those tournaments remaining in Glasgow or Fippenham. If you look at where you were when you took over the job and to where you are now, do you, do you feel like you've got more options? I mean, obviously Fiji's got the abundance of players, but do you feel like your immediate squad options are, are bigger now and you've obviously, you know, understandably you've obviously got a, a better understanding now of what's available to you as well? Yeah, I have, yeah. You know, I think there's probably, you know, 17, 18, 19 players now that now I'm very confident can make it at international level. And those guys are, are doing well and they're also sort of getting used to, to how we want to play on the field and um, have a bit more understanding, really, so that there's some some fundamental framework in place. So, yeah, no, all that's, all that's been great, you know, and... Uh, I've, seen, I've also seen, you know, their body shape change in the last sort of six or seven months as well on what we're doing off the field, and that's going to only go north more next year as we get them full time. And uh, you did stress at times this season that you know you didn't want the expectations to be too high. You know, you won a tournament uh, in du- Dubai, I think it was, if I, my memory serves me right there, and you know everyone yeah. got very excited, and then of course you didn't win the next one, and you've had the high, of course, of uh, winning uh, the other, you know, not so long ago as well. Uh, is next year where all that expectation is going to come on this team now? And are you going to put more pressure on your players? For me, it's, a, it's just one singular goal next year, and that's being the top four of the World Series to gain automatic qualification for the Olympic Games. Even if you know we come fourth next year, for me that will mean that we've mission accomplished for next year. And uh, as everything builds towards the Olympics, of course, you know we feel we want to get better and win more and more titles and win the World Series next year. None of that is out of our reach, but um, the the one and only goal that I want to make sure we achieve next year is top four. So everything's really 
pointing towards that at the moment. Fiji are pulled with Argentina, Wales and Kenya in Glasgow, while Samoa have been pitted against New Zealand, South Africa and Portugal. And that's the Warden Sport for this week. I'm Vinny Wiley. As always, thanks very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.